Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good morning and good afternoon to everybody out there. This is Tasha and Regina with Devoted Moms. So glad everybody can make it. Hey, Regina. Hey, Tasha. Hey, hey. Today we are um, coming to you from Atlanta and Maryland, and today we're going to be talking about transitions again. We're going to talk about um, transitions part two and just go into some of the other major transitions that we've been to in our lives. So if you would like to call in and just listen or call in and ask a question, we would love to have you. You can reach us at 347 Again, that's 347-215-6138. I'm all over the place. I copied the wrong number on Twitter and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how are you today? I'm good. I'm doing really good. We're actually, you and I are both celebrating some really fun (laughs) days today. Yes, Uh, yes. My husband and I celebrating nine years today. Yay. Yay. Nine years. Nine years ago, we were in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And I was wow. not enjoying the whole, um, everything that Jamaica had to offer because I just found out I was pregnant with Simi. Yep. <laughs> wow. Gosh. Well, that was a long time well, ago. I, I um, am also celebrating today because six years ago, around this time, I was trying to um, birth my uh, youngest daughter, Indira. So today is her seventh birthday. And so I told her I would give her a shout-out. Happy birthday, baby girl. (laughs) Happy birthday, God, baby. (laughs) Um, I I just, it was a privilege, I just left her. Um, I'm so glad today we're talking about transitions um, as it relates to how we've transitioned from um, working for someone Uh, to working for ourselves because I was able to go over to my daughter's school and across the street Mm. there's an Indian restaurant. And so we had lunch and I signed her out. We had lunch and then I signed her back in and dashed home to talk with you and all the other devoted moms across the world. (laughs) Um, So uh, just one of those privileges of being able to manage my own time and priorities. Um, which right. is what we're kind of going to talk about today. Yes, yes, we're definitely going to talk about that today. And it's, you know, I was telling you about a conversation I was having with someone the other day about, you know, what their passion was and what what they would love to do in life if they didn't, you know, have to clock in every day. And, you know, he really didn't have the answer. He didn't know um, what his passion was and what he would do if he, you know, could do anything. And so it just really kind of made me very just grateful and thankful that I've been able to really hone in on what some of my passions are in life and not only hone in on them, but actually living them, Mm -hmm. living what some Mm -hmm. of my passions are today and not, you know, 10 years from now or 20 years from now or such a far off dream that I would feel like I would never be able to even achieve it, but that Mm -hmm. I'm actually living that today as a devoted mom. So, um, yeah, I'm truly grateful for that today. So why don't we start talking about how your transition looked, um, Regina, from from corporate America to full-time mommy to um, running your own business. I mean, that's such a huge transition. Um, well, uh, corporate America is used very closely. I was certainly working for a institution, um, but my background is, Folks know if you've been listening to the show, was in social work, and so I um, have spent quite a bit. Of those who are familiar with the nonprofit world, you kind of jump from grant to grant, um, working on dis- different initiatives as kind of the funding mandates. 
Um, and then I decided, um, well, I didn't quite decide for myself, but I ended up working for the University of Maryland, which was actually my alum, you know, my alum um, for graduate school. Shout out to University of Maryland, go Terps. Um, and so uh, I was there for eight years, and I always check. And um, and there there was, but I also had to give up a lot. I had to give up a lot of my creative ideas and sometimes uh, really do things that were just bordering even some, you know, some things that just didn't make sense to me. And was, since my children were very small and in childcare um, all day, and I worked all day, you know, mm-hmm. we got home and we all just crashed. Um, and so in March, um, well, I think it was probably last year where God just started putting me in places for opportunities that once I started to engage and open myself to them, the feeling was so almost euphoric. I was like, oh, I want to do this full time. And it had to do with working with an incredible group of people who have um, are active in their recovery um, from addiction or for mental health, for mental health, and so I became a recovery coach and started mm-hmm. working yeah. with you know folks. And I had never um, done much around recovery. I'd done a lot of advocacy around access to treatment, and um, for folks who have been in long-term recovery, they are just incredible examples and manifestations that you can um, not only just live and thrive and heal, um, but just the incredible resources for folks who are still struggling with their addictions. And so Mm -hmm. as I started doing more of that sort of work, you know how you can just feel your spirit like, this is where I am. This is it. (laughs) Right. I remember when you were going through that. Oh, my gosh, and I was fighting I it. That. I, I can remember sitting mm-hmm. at the light saying, what in the world am I going to connect it for to get trained for this? What is this about, God? And it, had mm-hmm. just, it was um, the next part of my journey. Um, and in March, I stepped away from the University of Maryland and started actively um, or full-time doing um, a company that a colleague and I started last Two year, almost two years ago, called Community mm-hmm. Speaks, and it included just raising the voices and supporting folks who um, are in need of help or who have gotten help, and how they can influence um, programs and policies and resource allocations in a collective way. And so, Community Speaks LLC was born, like I said, a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. I decided, or I didn't really decide, the spirit. Um, really, really, really pushed me into, you know, it's time. And I I was pushing back, no, I need to have contracts before I quit my job. I need to have security of, and there kept on being these barriers that I was putting up, and God just kept on kind of taking them down, moving them out the way, and putting yeah. the priority in how can you make yourself available and an example to your children that, you don't work for someone, um, and they have all the power um, of what you do when you do it and how you do it. But, you know, how do you really allow the talent that God's given you to be able to serve others? And once I started reframing how I thought about it, I felt like I was going, I would be doing a, a disservice to my girls if I wouldn't have shown them. Um, and so now they say mommy works differently. Right. <laughs> uh, so, that, so I was in denial for a while, uh, trying to do both, um, burning candles at all ends and in the circle. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, the snapshot of how I got to um, be able to go and, you know, take off and have lunch with my seven-year-old and then dash back home to get in front of my computer. Wow. That's, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. And I know there's probably a lot of you um, sitting out there right now who, you know, are missing activities with your kids at school because you have to rush to work or can't leave 
your desk. Um, we've both been there. So, you know, if you're going through that right now, we'd love to hear from you. Oh, yeah. Um, if you want to call in and, you know, and just tell us your story about, you know, what it is that you're doing and, and what are you called to do? What do you feel like you're being pulled towards um, that you're just feeling that you don't have the faith or the resources to, to go towards? We'd love to hear from you. 347-215-6138. Oh, you know, you can also send your questions to Twitter if you'd like. Tasha and Regina. At Tasha and Regina. We're on Twitter right now. Um, so Mike's story is a little bit different in that <laughs> my my transition was not in my control whatsoever at first. Um, it was one of those the carpet was pulled right up under under us kind of moments. Um, but I was working in nonprofit and it was a very it was a tough job, but it was you know I went every day and early and less late and I ended up losing that job and it was um it was the second job that I lost um in that last year and a half so it was I was at that point of wow there's just got to be something else um so we were my husband and I were trying to figure out you know what we're gonna do where should I look and in fact two weeks after I lost my job he lost his. So mm, that was I back remember in that. Oh. You remember that? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that was some hard times, I will say. You know, and we really did for about two days. We cried and, and prayed and tried to figure out, um, you know, tried to figure out what we were going to do. So at that time, my husband said, look, why don't we do this, at least for you. Why don't you keep the kids home for the summer, and we won't do those expensive camps that we've done every single summer. And mm-hmm. we'll just figure out and regroup once the school year starts. Um, and and so that's what I did. And I put a calendar together and just just had the best summer with my kids. So by the end of that summer, I realized how much I really did enjoy being a mom and enjoyed being with them every day. And, you know, I used to say, wow, big ups to the women that are staying home with their kids. I know I couldn't do it. I mean, I said that. Remember, <laughs> I have said that. So I I apologize for putting that out in the universe because I have said that. And Mm -hmm. when I had that summer with them, it was just so much fun. And even my husband began to see the the value in me being home with them. Um, And at the same time, I started a home-based business. And, you know, that started bringing in money. And I thought, wow, so I could still contribute to the household financially. But more importantly, this is where I'm needed with my children. Mm -hmm. Um, and just some of the... <clears throat> I yes, remember ma'am. visiting you during that time. Yeah, I remember the I girls remember. and I came down, and I was a little skeptical because, you know, you think you're coming down to some, you know, almost like a funeral or, you know, like this very tough time. So, you know, I was ready to come down and let's eat beans and rice and, you know, just support each other and cry. And you and Kenny, I, I was just blown away by the peace that you um, and the grace that you all um, exhibited and created, the energy, it was just like, everything's great. And it wasn't like everything's great in an artificial way. It was Mm -hmm. like, I know it's going to be fine. And, you know, this is a bump, but we're not going to wallow. Right. And I remember leaving, you know, driving back to Maryland thinking, Wow, those are some spirit-filled folks. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, I wanted to buy dinner and pay for everything, but you all worked together as a system, and you know, it was, it was. I was so happy to see, you know, how do you deal with adversity? Um, and because both of you were going through it at the same time, you'd have thought like one or the other would have been at least a little shaky, but. It, right. it 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 didn't feel that way at all, at all. And then you started, it turned you, it actually opened up, I think, your eyes to, like, you know, how can I do this and, and bring money in? So that's when the road in bills thing came about. That's right. And I kept myself open to those kind of things because I, I figured after losing two jobs, there was something that God was trying to tell me, so... I finally decided to listen and really, you know, open my eyes and open my ears to what could possibly be out there for me. And so now it's been almost four years since I've been, you know, in corporate America. And 
no looking back, you know. God is just continuing to bless. We've had another child, so I've been able to be home with her, you know, from the very beginning, and I never had that opportunity with my other two kids. And I know devoted moms out there, you can attest to, you know, like you said earlier, Regina, getting up early, getting everybody out, rushing to get to work, rushing to get back, you know, picking them up from daycare right at 6.30, you know, before mm-hmm. you get charged extra. Lighting in the door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. You know, um, getting mm-hmm. dinner, just thrown on the table, trying to rush through homework, then get through bath, and just really not even having any time to just sit and see how their day was or sit and laugh or even, you know, roll by the library before you head home from school, you know, from school mm-hmm. or Mm-hmm. Any of those little things that the kids appreciate so much that mm-hmm. when you're working just grinding nine to five in an office, you really don't you don't even get to have. So I'm I'm right. truly grateful for that. Well, yeah, I'm truly think, grateful for that. I think that you know, and you know, folks who are out listening, I really am hoping that you'll call in and 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 you know help us um, hear and celebrate how you've made that transition. Or if you're thinking of making that transition, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we could share with you just some of the aha moments that occurred because it wasn't something that happened overnight. It was a process. And we all know that process, everyone has their own process um, to get to a point of clarity. And so I'm really hoping that we'll hear from some of our listeners um, just, you know, so that they can share um, with other moms too, how they were able to do it. Tasha, I thought I thought that you touched on something that's really important. Hmm. We as mothers um, can be devoted to tasks, and and the tasks are how do we get ready for tomorrow? <laughs> right, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so I can remember hitting the front door, going straight to the kitchen to cook, barking. Does anyone have homework? Go ahead and you know let's get your showers out the way. What are you what you know what are we doing about lunch tomorrow? You know just going straight into like work mode, and mm-hmm. but at at home and now with two people watching me, and you know I'm right. feeling that energy. And it's not that you know I don't do that now, but I do do it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I also am more conscious of building memories with girls more conscious than I've ever been. So every opportunity, um, I really want to embrace it because at the end of the day, no matter how big your house is or how small your house is, it is about the memories and the connections and attachment that you have with with your children and with your family and with people who are important to you. And, you know, just being very purposeful in building those memorable moments like, having Indian in the middle of the day with my daughter on her seventh birthday. Exactly. And she'll remember that. Like you said, I, creating memories. I, I I hope so. I have often struggled a little bit in trying to remember um, my mother doing much more than, and it was a lot, just to get us fed mm-hmm. and to get us, you know, um, taken care of. But it was like, okay, so we can get to the next day or the next mm-hmm. task. And uh, I... I would dare to say that she actually gave me permission about leaving the cobwebs because they're going to be there. Spend time with your children. Enjoy your children because mm. they're not going to be babies forever. And, you know, in the midst of it, you really do need someone to kind of say that. And for it, for it to come to my mom who, you know, worked outside the house, kept the house, you know, very um, spectacular and but if you asked her how her day was I would remember I would ask her mommy how was your day and she said well any day I have to go to work is a bad day wow yeah and I was repeating that same thing to my children right mm-hmm <laughs> mm-hmm yeah wow yeah. that is so true I wanted to acknowledge a caller really quick somebody oh called in from uh 323 but I think we lost you. So if you're there, caller from area code 323, I think that's California, um, we would love to hear from you. If you're still on the call, if you want to press 1, then we'll be able to get your question. You can also send your question in on Twitter, Tasha and Regina. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What did you say? No, I was just curious to know, um, how did your children take, you know, having mommy a little bit, 
and then having money a whole lot. You know, it's interesting. I think um, I really noticed a just a more calm, or very similar to what you said, just a more calm and peace in the house um, with mommy being home. And even Kenny really recognized it when mm-hmm. we started, you know, when he was able to get a job and, you know, we started having the discussion about, you know, possibly me staying home. And he said, you know, I really do see that the kids enjoy having you, having you home, and I see the value in you being home now. And I don't think that that conversation would have went the same had neither one of us <laughs> lost our jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he was raised in a household where mom and dad left the house, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. was I. Mm-hmm. And so it's that's just what we knew. And so that was really the only way we knew to survive. So, you know, for moms that are sitting out there like, I don't even see how that's even humanly possible, neither did we. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, you know, I had brought it up maybe one or two times, and I, not even to be a stay-at-home mom long-term, just a little bit longer than the six or ten weeks that we get. You know, I just mm-hmm. wanted to stay home a little longer than that, and we didn't see how, you know, when we looked at our Excel spreadsheet, we did not see how that was possible. And it right, was, right. and we, and we, so I went right back to work when my second child, you know, was born, and so losing our jobs just changed our complete perspective, and we survived um, off of unemployment for a little while, and so it was like, okay, then th- this is definitely possible, right? You know, this is definitely possible. So that was that was really huge for us. Um, so tell me about some of the struggles that you've experienced just in running your own business from home. Well, before I get there, I want to tell you just a a couple of, um, things that I think, uh, I'll share one aha moment. Um, when I considered going out, you know, leaving a full-time, um, secure state government job, um, one of the things I was very concerned about was insurance. Um, mm-hmm. Health insurance for me and health insurance for my girls, and I ended up having um, uh, lunch with a co- old coworker who had uh, gone and taken a job somewhere else, and we were just very casually talking. And she started telling me that she um, had never used employee-based insurance. When she did the math, it didn't make sense. And she mm-hmm. had a child with special needs, um, and so she had thought out some. Um, programs that, you know, did ask for a contribution, but it was at a much lower rate with very, with the same doctor, access to the same doctors and prescriptions as what I was paying. And I, 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 I started looking and doing the math and I was like, oh my God, I'm almost spending, you know, a third of my income on health insurance and I'm very blessed to have very healthy um, children, we don't have any chronic diseases, and mm-hmm. so that money was just really going into the insurance company's pocket and giving some yeah. peace of mind where where if something happened, and I think that you know that that lunch and hearing just hearing another way of doing it and then mm-hmm. going and researching it was really pivotal for me. Um, some of the struggles, you know, of course, having your own business is I we have a consulting business, and so we kind of fluctuate with, you know, we do our research and development for our clients, uh, but it's not really secure until you have a signed contract. Exactly. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the signed contract, we also do reimbursable um, services. So we usually get paid after the work's been done. Mm-hmm. And I um, have really had challenges trying to figure out how to do that. And I and there's people who have been independent consultants for years, and so I sought out folks who've been doing this and said, how do, how do you how do you manage your cash flow? Right. And you know, and, and getting very creative with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you know, looking if you if if there's something that you know, devoted moms are out there thinking about doing and it's their passion, they feel like they've been called to it. I just really encourage for you to identify folks who've been successful 
um, and, you know, pick their brains because people right. understand. And I had people tell me, look, I remember where I was my first year, and it's going to be scary, and there's going to be some tight times, and then there's going to be some good times. Um, right. Just, you know, you just got to stay steady. Yes. And, and, and explain a little bit more, um, Regina, about um, we had a question about the health insurance options, and I think that that's probably, you know, a, a major part mm-hmm. of why someone might, you know, not want to go into working for themselves, just the fear of not having insurance for themselves and their families and their kids. So just kind of explain a little bit of how you, you know, how you were was able to maneuver that and explain a little bit more. Well, one of the things that's interesting, even since then, it's gotten even better. Um, as a small business owner that has two, to, and this is each state is different, um, but each state has some incentives for small businesses. And so we found out that there is actually a benefit in my state where if you have two to nine employees, the state would pick up 50% of your health care costs if you would offer insurance, health insurance to your employees. So oh. we were like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Okay, so that was that was later. But what I saw before then is that each state, because it is a federal program, has um, what's called a children children's health insurance program. And each state calls it something different. Um, and people think, oh, that's for people that are very poor, and I'm not really, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not really trying to get into poverty so that I can get insurance. There is a tier level where you can get the same insurance that the state buys for um, folks who are in poverty, um, and you pay a portion of it. So my contribution to my insurance for my girls went from about three eighty a pay period to fifty eight dollars a month. Wow, and you didn't have to change. Didn't have to. I asked doctor. my, you know, one of the first things I did was ask my pediatrician. You know, do you take this insurance? And he said, Yes, we take this one. Um, it you have to ask for this particular managed care organization, but yeah, it's the same insurance that you have now, actually. <laughs> so I was wow. like, Oh my gosh! Um, and then for myself, because I don't have chronic, you know, issues. Um, we wanted to make sure that we were protected if there was some something that comes up out of unexpected. And so we uh-huh. started to look and shop for our insurance, um, my business partner and I, that made sense for us. You know, like uh-huh. hospitalization, emergency hospitalization um, looks really different than if you want the whole, we started, it used to be called cafeteria plans if I'm dating myself or my parents, where you can pick and choose kind of like what's important for you. If you are not going to have any more babies, you really don't need the plan that covers maternity. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so it's really um, becoming a – I feel like I became a smarter consumer. Hmm, that's good. Yeah, so so, yeah. so that was that was a big concern for me, but I did have to spend some time. I had to invest time where, you know, if you work for an institution, HR does that for you. Mm-hmm. So what was the challenge that um, you came across as you stepped out? Um, I would probably say just the fear, the fear of um, of even being successful. And even we had a caller question that said, how long did it take for you to overcome the fear of losing my job? And, you know, that took a little that took a little bit of time. Um, just fear of the unknown, fear of what was going to happen, um, you know, the next day, and really fear of success <laughs> because I had never really been a um, one of those that was a huge career, you know, as- aspiring for a really huge career, climbing the ladder, you know, that never really was 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 my goal. You know, I really wanted to be a wife and a mother, and and then just you know help provide financially, but. You know, so that so transitioning even just in my head, just mentally, um, to be able to to know that I could be successful full time mother, because mm-hmm. you know I I really felt like, and I don't think that all devoted moms necessarily feel like this, but you know for for a time in my life I felt almost like a part time mother because of the last job mm-hmm. that I had took mm-hmm. up so much of my time, and it not only took so much of my time, it was so stressful and it also was physically hard 
on mm-hmm. me, and I was sick a lot. Mm-hmm. On that last, I on remember that. that. I remember that. Every month, every month was something new. So right. for a good six to eight months, I did. I felt like a part-time mother. So mm-hmm. just the fear of transitioning into a full-time mom where every meal I'm responsible for and I'm responsible for getting them down for nap and I'm responsible for keeping them, you know, um, stimulated and, and, you know, and, and keeping them energized and engaged in, in activities during the day. That was, just, that was, that was a little scary for me. Um, and so that was, that, that took a while to get through. But then when I really saw again that my kids were thriving from it and I was thriving from it and what I was learning from them versus what they were learning from me, then mm-hmm. that fear really started to, that fear started to melt away. Um, right. And then when my business started growing, you know, I was fearful there too, fearful of being um, successful, fear of success. Mm-hmm. Can I really mm-hmm. do it? If I do grow it, can I sustain it? You know, will will people, you know, when I build a team, will I be able to lead them? Will I be able to help them? You know, and I've fallen on my face a couple of times, but really the key is getting right back up. And um, and that's what I've done. I've, I've stuck with it, and even if it was a bad week or a bad month, I didn't let that fear just kind of take hold of me and just and and talk me out of what I know my purpose is. Just got mm-hmm. the very next day, and I do it again. So I know that there are probably some mothers and devoted moms out there that have have felt that same strain of really wanting to be all you can be for your job and all you can be for your children, and that's very very hard. Um, so if you want to call in and ask a question, please feel free. We're at 347-215-6138, or you can send your questions to Tasha and Regina at Twitter. Oh, I think we have another call. Let's see another question, I should say, that's coming in. All right, Gina, what do you think about this question? This is a good question, caller. When you have fallen multiple times or felt like a failure, how do you get back up? You call Tasha and Regina. Or you turn on Kirk Franklin, get back up again. Right. Right. Um, I, I think there's a couple of, you know, things that I know that I've uh that have worked for me. One is forgiving myself, you know, for n- not being perfect and understanding that I'm a that there this is a process and, you know, progress and then being able to examine what what was it that I failed at and what can I learn from that. And that's where um, having a bestie like Tasha uh, to kind of, that's going to be honest with you um, and, and, and kind of push back when you kind of don't take uh, responsibility for, you know, going in late wanting to leave early and, Changing, you know, completely blowing off um, follow-up or encouraging you that your follow-up is really important and, you know, what's your day going to look like today? So, Mm -hmm. you know, having that support system is very important, but forgiving yourself, taking the message, and then making sure that your support system continues to encourage you. Um, because I think what you're doing is gaining intelligence on how to do it better the next time. Right. That's a good way to put it. You are gaining intelligence. Mm -hmm. You are. That's a good way to put it. All right, another question. I do miss the adult contact and intellectual (laughs) stimulation. (laughs) What suggestions do you have for helping me to be balanced in the examples I model for my children? That's a great question. Um, you know, really what I feel in my spirit on that question is is on purpose. You just have to be on purpose. And so one thing that is that just kind of falls into a into a system is when you're going into an office, you're just automatically going to see people every day. And so it's not hard to to fall into that just everyday rut of 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 seeing people and speaking with people. So when you are working from home, it has to be more on purpose. Um, one way that's really helped me is play dates because they are dual. You know, I am um, giving an opportunity for my daughter to have stimulation and playing with other children, but then I'm also, you know, getting an opportunity of sitting with a friend and having a cup of coffee or, you know, a cup of tea and getting to know her and talking to her and talking about our day and what's going on. So I am definitely on purpose when it comes to, 
um, you know, building my relationships with my friends, especially other stay-at-home mothers. Um, And then just building my team has been awesome because I have the opportunity to um, to coach and train them on a weekly basis. Um, and a lot of times I like to do it face-to-face, especially for my team that's um, local. And so just to get out for, you know, two hours and do a training with my team and help them to reach their goals really helps me to, to step away and be able to um, have some adult time myself. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think the other thing, too, is I, I do kind of miss being able to walk by someone's desk and catch up on, mm-hmm. you know, how did the storm, you know, what do you do during the storm with, you know, six kids in the house and water flooding in. Um, what I what I found to be very helpful is to set up, uh, it's, the play dates are actually for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, you know, I really do try to take advantage of why the girls are in school um, or occupied that I, um, you know, c- uh, connect with my partner um, in the business, um, but that we also intentionally find places that we need to network. And sometimes, you know, it's just going and walking around a room and, you know, eating cold food. Um, but ending up just opening up yourself to talk and get to learn someone new. And mm-hmm. because it, it is intentional and it kind of has a dual purpose, you just never know where your opportunities are. And those opportunities could be business-related, but they could also be spiritually related and um, life-enhancing related. We went trick-or-treating last night. Last night and I had run into a, uh, a woman whose daughter played soccer with Simi two years ago at the Y, and she says, mm-hmm. hey, what are y'all doing for Halloween? And what happened was while we were on the soccer field, um, she she saw I had on a Tuskegee University T-shirt, and she said, I went to school there. And so we started this conversation and, um, you know, stayed connected. And so she came over uh, last night, I went trick or treating with us with her daughter. Oh, okay. And she was just—it was just like we were having play date too. <laughs> now, what were the so, girls dressed up as? I didn't ask you that. Oh, Monster High ruled in this house. Monster High. Oh my goodness, Monster if High. I, yes, I. We had everyone from Frankie to um, uh, Gulia. Gulia Yelps um, was uh, Indira. And then we also had Jack, Laura, and then we had Claudine, who um, who is like the wolf girl, and all of these, you know, I, we totally got sapped into commercialism. And then right. among us, we also had um, we had that girl. That girl, you know, did bring us back. <laughs> okay, okay, that girl was thrown in there in the mix. Yeah. But really, be like you said, being very purposeful and intentional about depending on what you, if you're working from home or if you're based out of your home. Um, another suggestion is going to a library or a local coffee shop, particularly mm-hmm. for me that has Wi-Fi. Yes. Um, it's another way, and you'll be surprised. There's other people that are doing the same thing just to change the environment. Yeah, that's a good. I've actually been thinking about doing that myself, just, you know, once a week or once every other week, just going to a coffee shop and, and doing some work and getting out and about by myself. Yeah. Can I say big up for Panera? <laughs> they have they have electric outlets all over the whole store, so you can stay there. I have actually done breakfast, lunch, and was going to do dinner if I wouldn't have had to pick up the girls. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to have to get some of these advertisers in. <laughs> but it's a it's a very family friendly place and devoted moms. Yeah. You know they don't try to rush you out of there. You know you can just post up with your kid and you know and just kind of relax back. So finding those kind oh. of environments I think are important. We got a comment that says Tasha and Regina, thank you for hosting Devoted Moms. You are welcome. Oh, thank you. That was nice. I know, I know. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for taking the time. This is is fun for us. Um, And speaking of socialization, Tasha, I mean, that's 
you and I intentionally, you know, check in with each other. It used to be on my drive to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. With our with our time, um, and then we did kind of have to adjust ourselves because neither one of us were driving in into work. Right. We weren't sitting so, in traffic, you know, talking to each talking to each other and bringing each other in. Yeah, yeah. Change is constant. Right. So um, what are some of the victories? Like if you say, you know, like some of the, all right, I'm so, you know, this is why I know I'm doing this. What does that look Uh like for you? You know, one thing I always kind of remember when I think about, you know, when I think about the big things and some of the big things that have happened and I'm so glad that I'm home for is our middle son, um, I was, you know, I had an opportunity, of course, to have KJ home with me before he went to kindergarten. And there were just some things that I noticed about him and his abilities, especially, for example, to read, that I know for a fact I would not have been able to catch had he been in school and I had been working outside the house. And so what I did was I created mommy school. And so for the first two hours, you remember mommy school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for the first <laughs> for the first two hours of every day, we did mommy school. And I just went, you know, to the local store and library and bookstore and and bought a few things. And and I would ask a couple of my teacher friends to give me some direction on, you know, what are four year olds doing about this time or three year olds. And then what I what I found is that he was, you know, far exceeding you know, what I had for the week. I would have this whole plan for the week on what we would do, and he would pretty much get it in one day. And and so when we did start to go into the public school system, I really had to be an advocate for my son mm-hmm. because, I remember. you know, the the administration really kind of said, you know, and I, and I can understand a little bit on their part, you know, everybody kind of comes to them and says, my son or my daughter's a genius. <laughs> and, you know, and they hear it all the time. So, um so, you know, they really kind of blew me off a little bit at the beginning. And so I really had to continue to be an advocate for him and make sure that he was getting, you know, getting the challenges that he needed. And it really did pay off. But, you know, it's definitely a victory for us and for me because I wouldn't I wouldn't have been aware. I wouldn't have noticed um, just where he was if I hadn't been home. So I'm so, so, so grateful. So, so grateful for that. I definitely count that as a victory. How about yourself? Um, I think what comes to mind is uh, my work sometimes takes me away for maybe a a week at a time. And that's very difficult because my girls are used to me being, you know, there from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. And now they understand that we make choices and sometimes portions of the choice or, or, or your decisions may not be all that great. But the longer out, you know, the, 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 the broader look at it is if mommy's gone for five days, then you actually get mommy for probably two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so helping them to understand that mommy's working differently. And, each, you know, each of them at certain times have said, I want you to go back to working the whole way. Um, <laughs> and then I remind them, you know, remember when mommy was working, I couldn't come volunteer at your school every other Tuesday, you know, or wasn't I, aren't I nicer now? <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm nicer now. And, you know, and so through those tears over the phone, you know, mommy, I want you to be here. Um, just teaching them how resilient they are and how um, how to understand that sacrifice is very important um, to get to your success. Uh, and, and however you want to define that, um, it's in, an individual, I think an individual thought process. But right. for me, just, you know, like I did mommy camp this summer. And I I had to send, I don't know if you remember, but I had to send Sims to daycare, my oldest. I had just started a job, and I didn't have right. any sick time accumulated. So Sims went into daycare at three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, I thought I was just going to die. Um, it yeah. was very difficult. I, I, for the first couple of weeks, could not drop her off because I just couldn't, I just could not emotionally and mentally take it. 
mm-hmm. and I think back now, if we had been a little bit more creative and open to listening to the spirit, would that have been different? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I want to make up for it now. <laughs> so um, <laughs> where I didn't get my, you know, my my three months with her before, you know, I, I get it now. Um, and so I was able to do Camp Mommy where we did do some mommy school in the morning, and then we'd have activities planned in the afternoon. And it was it, I, I didn't think I could do it because I was definitely one of the yeah. people that admired folks who stayed at home and worked because, mm-hmm. you know, I liked my children. <laughs> but I right. also liked, you know, being able to take a lunch hour and walk up to the market or something. So um, I would say, you know, just, you know, one of them getting that sacrifice does come with benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think you can only model that. You really can't just talk it. Yeah, no, because they will pick up on that. They can see it. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. definitely modeling it for them. Yeah, they can see it. Mhm. Yeah, and now I get you know when I call in the morning or something, they'll say, "Oh, have a great training, mommy. I know you'll be great at it." And um, you know, and so they have become like my cheerleaders and. Um, we have a thing now, uh, I know folks who have school-age children putting uh, key rings on the book bags. So uh-huh. now every state that I go to, I'll bring back a key ring, which is not a very expensive um, yeah. souvenir, but it gets them to understand, you know, the world is so much larger. Mommy's way in New York doing this. She's way in, you know, Rhode Island, you know, uh-huh. doing her work. <laughs> Um, but she'll yep. be back. <laughs> so wow. Um, yeah. So it's it's and it has it has allowed me to be exposed to some incredible folks. And I just want to just really quickly acknowledge and um, put out their positive energy for our folks in New Jersey and uh, New York. New I York. know that <clears throat> that area has really was hit hard by Sandy. And I want to, I was actually in New York for the anniversary of 9-11 and with a bunch of New Yorkers. And I just want to say that you all have the resilience, have evidence of um, totally getting back up again and, you know, pushing forward or, you know, moving, keeping it moving. And so I'm just sending lots of prayers for, you know, restored power and, um, I've heard stories about neighbor-to-neighbor connections that would have never happened. And so just know that we're praying for you and that God's got it. Um, it it's just it, it's just very difficult to go through right now, I can imagine. Oh, yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, I even remember back, you know, sometimes I think about when you watch the news and you see such devastation and, uh, you know, when I look out of my out of my windows, you know, everything is so peaceful and calm mm-hmm. and, birds are chirping or the kids are running down the street and it just, you know, sometimes I have to come out of myself and just imagine what they're going through right now. Those mm-hmm. without power, those who are in shelter, <coughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. those whose houses have just been completely destroyed or even lives lost. It's, um, you know, my heart is very saddened for them today. And you even had a little bit of, didn't you know, you had some stuff going on at your house with the storm, right? We did. We took on water in the basement, but I have a housemate, um, and we are two dynamic moms, and we got that <laughs> we got that water out of here before it could do. You know, if any water water is a powerful um, substance, um, especially yes. on a house, and so we were scooping water, trying to you know just stay on top of it from about five thirty p.m until about 2.30 in the morning. And, you know, every time we started saying, are you kidding me? It's not stopping. You know, I would just go into gratitude. I am so glad it is in the same area where our utility sink is. Um, right. right next to the washing machine as we were spinning out tile uh, towels to dry up some of the water and then to, you know, put them back down. I'm so glad, um, you know, that, we have, you know, our children are upstairs that are very safe and warm. We have lights. And so we oh, really good. stayed in gratitude and ate chocolate bars and encouraged each other um, about what we were grateful for. Because at points it was like, is this water ever going to stop? 
And so, I I, you know, I emphasize, but I just, I just can't even imagine, um, you know, thinking back to our brothers and sisters that survived uh, Katrina. Like, mm-hmm. just the amount of water. It was just like, really? You know, where is Noah's kit? They should have a Noah's kit on, on email. Wow. So, so I, I, it was hard, but it was nothing compared to how bad it could have been. Um, so, yeah, so we just really want to keep, um, especially for those mommies who have had their kids home with them and they're trying to make sense out of this, I just want to offer up encouragement and support and hopefully it will um, start to subside soon. Yeah, I can. It looks like it's going to be a long haul, but like you said, the resilience of you know the people in New York and New Jersey and and <clears throat> the other states affected has just been amazing. So right. definitely know did, that we you are in our prayers. Yeah, I do want to offer up that um, there's several places on the internet when I signed on to Yahoo Talk <laughs> Yahoo this morning. <laughs> Um, they actually did have a place to give um, donate to take donations for um, folks who are really struggling because we know that you know people who um, are you know living on uh, very small incomes really get slammed when this when these sorts of things happened and so they okay. need their community. So I'm just encouraging if you have a little something extra or just have a little something to seed, um, you know, for folks who really are in need right now. I agree. Oh, we have another another caller question. One more. Okay. Um, what are the indications that life is quote unquote normal again? You know how we feel about that word. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean the new normal or the old the normal? New, right. <laughs> <laughs> or the abnormal normal. <laughs> I think normal is so subjective and uh, overrated. <laughs> um, what it, what what I think you know, my reframing for it is, you know, what is healthy and encouraging and supportive? Um, what activities um, bring about peace and joy? Uh, and what activities also, when there's adversity. Um, allow for us to be able to um, get back up again. It seems like the seems like a thing today. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so, so normal. You know, it's, it really is a word that um, <clears throat> has a de- definition according to the person who's using it. Right. That's true, that, and that's probably the same for us. Is is you know we we evolve you know constantly. And so when, you know, sometimes, you know, I think I've, what's that saying? When you, when you become too comfortable, you need to Mm -hmm. make a change, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so it's, I can't even really say what our quote unquote normal is. Um, But when you, when you wake up and you just don't feel the fear anymore, when you just wake up and you have a, just a, a bright, feeling about how your day is going to go and a bright expectation of what's going to happen in your day, that's your normal. You know, right, it's not right. about the fear or it's not about, oh, how is this day going to go or or if that's what you're operating in. When you start to operate in faith, um, mm-hmm. then that's when I think you've reached your normal. Right, right. And, that's and, and it is ever-changing. I do want to remind our devoted moms, it's one of the things we really do understand that is that faith and fear can't coexist. Mm-hmm. And so, if you feel like you're fearful of failure, or feel, or or even um, Marianne uh, Williamson has an incredible poem about us being fearful of being successful, of being the incredible beings that we know that we are, but we're afraid to reveal. And so, uh, when you start to feel that. If you have someone who can kind of check you on it and bring you back into, um, you can do this because you know you're, you you have the desire and you're willing to do the work, uh, and you have the faith. You know mm-hmm. you have you have you have an example where your faith has guiding you through something way worse than this. And so um, I think it's I think it's very important just to remember that. 
it is very difficult to have faith and to walk in faith uh, and use words like but. (laughs) 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 You know, but I I believe God's going to provide, but But. I I need to get this contract right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, just, you know, really want to encourage folks. We only have about six minutes left, well, five. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just want to just make sure that we have given folks an opportunity to call in. And um, thank you so much for your questions that you've given already. Uh, But, you know, just... Tasha, I, I I do want to make sure that we give our do our God story this week this week. Yeah, our God moment. I actually had mm-hmm. one the other day. Um, I didn't get a chance to share with you yet. Um, but I, Jordan had my eldest's name is Jordan. She's twelve years old, and she <laughs> had her. I know. At her school, she had a mommies and muffin event. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she definitely wanted me to go with her, which was great. And so we got there, and it was actually packed, which was nice to see. There, you know, the whole gymnasium was was full of moms and their children. And so we went to go get our breakfast and sat down. And across from us, uh, the table next to us, there was, you know, a young girl, same age as Jordan, and she had saved about two or three seats for her friends. And so when her mother came back with a tray of food, she didn't have a seat. And she didn't, none of her friends offered to get up so she could sit down. You know, the daughter didn't ask one of her friends to get up so she could sit down. And so the mother kind of found, you know, a seat somewhere else. And I felt really bad for her. But, you know, in that God moment for me was my relationship with Jordan. As you know, it's been kind of a roller coaster and up and down pretty much our whole life. And so Jordan was sitting next to me, and she even mentioned, I didn't say anything at first, and she mentioned that, you know, she felt bad for the mom. But it was just so nice to have her sitting next to me, and she was hugged up on me. Her head was on my shoulder pretty much the whole time during the mm-hmm. whole presentation. And she had friends coming back and forth. I mean, you know, she's a social butterfly, so she has, you know, a ton of friends there that she definitely could have said, hey, Mom, I want to go be with them. But mm-hmm. she didn't. She she wanted to be with me, and it wasn't even a persuasion. I didn't have to ask her to sit with me. She wanted to sit with me. And so it was a very just sweet and or just a very natural moment for us, mm-hmm. you know, just that, that hour that we were able to spend just the two of us. And I know she appreciated it because, you know, when you're the oldest and then siblings come afterwards, <laughs> you know, you kind of mm-hmm. you kind of think back to the days when you had just your mom or just your mom and dad. And, you know, we don't really get those moments very often. So I totally appreciated um, her wanting to sit with me, and I, I totally appreciated that we just had that moment together. So that was Aww. definitely, that was my God. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, we've only got a few minutes, and I'm going to quickly say that um, Sandy did not do harm to quite a few people, and so that was my God's moment. Um, but I do want to just talk a little bit about next week's show um, where we're going to talk with our devoted moms about um, becoming a mother. Like how did you become a mother in the various ways of becoming a mother? And, Tasha, we talked about doing this in kind of two, two again, in two conversations as we are, you know, talking about transitions and this is the last show that, um, we're going to focus on that. I think we can't, you know, bypass transitions ever because they're constant. Uh, but That's we are going to talk about, like, how did you become a mother? And, you know, you might just say, well, Donna, how do you think I did? Well, there's lots of different ways. <laughs> and we are going to talk about, you know, what how that manifestation happens uh, differently for different women and at different times in their lives when maybe they didn't right. expect it. <laughs> Um, And we will also, in the second part of that, talk about um, one of the ways is that it's through adoption. And so we are going to have a, um, on our, not the next show, but the show after that, we'll talk exclusively about adoption, and we've got a few different viewpoints on it. Um, We'll actually have a guest. (laughs) We'll have a guest. And a couple of guests, maybe. And so we're just hoping that um, you all feel the positive energy and encouragement from Tasha and I as we in, you know, our third show. And yeah. just ex- 
excited to be here and um, astonished at who's listening. And even if you didn't call in or comment today, I just hope that we'll, you know, you'll hear something encouraging and that we will see you maybe on uh, next week. Next Thursday. 1.30 uh, on the Eastern Shore, 10.30 on the on the Pacific time zone. And everything in between. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in between, including those folks in Indiana. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Be blessed. God's got it. All right. God's got it. Bye. Bye.